everyone. Welcome. Welcome to Constant Companion Podcast. I am your host, Connor Orr. Unfortunately, uh, Dallas is not with us this week. He is actually currently taking a midterm assessment, so our prayers, of course, are with him. But what we do have in lieu of him is uh, a special guest on our end. Uh, Joe Vickery is here with us today. Hey, how's it going? Pretty good. For those of you who don't know Joe... Um, the funny story about me and Joe, we actually served in the same mission. I know we've talked about this, this kind of stuff in the past, but Joe, uh, <laughs> he's definitely, uh, he's a talented fellow. He's got his own band of the, how many, how long has your band been together now? We've been together a whopping two months or so. <laughs> and, and what's their name? Magic child and the glass regime. So I it's, a, ask, it's a really long name, but I was gonna say I gotta ask where that one comes from. Band names are band name stories are always the best ones, right? So we went through about a thousand of the most obnoxious names ever, and our bassist was so set on Magic Child, and the rest of us were like, eh. And I was like, let's be the Glass Regime. It sounds cool. It could be, you know, about how everything today needs to be fragile for people, and we just. None of us could settle on something, so we put them both together, and mm-hmm. then we were all just equally unhappy with it. So that's <laughs> that's how we keep it together. That's awesome. It's though. not it's not that we're happy. I feel like that speaks on so many levels as to what a band actually is, though. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I know. Um, you know what's funny about that is me and my friends. I think everybody does this. Um, where you and your friends sit around and you kind of imagine what it would be like if you actually had a band and yeah. <laughs> you kind of reminisce and you're like, yeah, well, I'd, I'd probably be the, like the lead guitar singer because, you know, <laughs> I'm probably the most talented. Or you have somebody else who wants to – who's set on drums like I was, um, but I wasn't beefy enough to do it. But anyhow, then you get to the point <laughs> where you're you're so convinced in your head you're already a rock band that you actually start throwing around names. And it has oh, to yeah. be something cool. And so ours at the time was was Passover Bounce House Celebration. <laughs> I love that. Oh, my god! And we gosh. were all up for it. I'll take that from you right um, now. <laughs> and so we ended up compiling. I'd have to see if I could find it somewhere. We compiled an entire list of band names over the years. And <laughs> one of the ones we really were into was we went to uh, – <laughs> we were at the temple one day. And there was this this basket for – um, for when you're like shedding like uh, your garments and stuff, you know how you put on like those slippers, the footlets yeah. is what they call them. There's this basket called Soiled Footlets, and we're like, dude, that is such a great band name, the Soiled Footlets. <laughs> <laughs> so we're so I don't know. We've played around with quite a few names. In my head, I feel like coming up with the band idea is almost more fun than actually having to come up with anything else, other than the song names. The song names are great too. Yeah. So and, definitely, I mean, you know, half the time that is the most fun part because then you get, you work with other people who are completely insane just like you because you're in a band. And then, yeah, and decisions how, get made. How was it that you guys met? So my wife is the singer and I used to play back in high school. We were in jazz band and art class together. That's how we met. Dude, jazz band. That's what I'm talking about. Back to the roots. (laughs) The roots. And so we we played in a few bands together. I tried to convince her to play keyboard in uh, just a rock band I had going. Interesting Mm -hmm. name too, Pawn Shop. Dude, I like it. 
I know, I did too. But Jenna hated it. My wife, she was like, I, I just hate the name. And what was funny is, like, two months ago, like, I had completely forgot about this band because they were together for three months at most. And um, someone comes up to me. We're outside the DMV. He's like, dude, pawn shop. <laughs> Are you guys still together? I was like, oh, no, you, I guess, we, guess we're not. <laughs> he recognized you from pawn shop, man. That was, it was the oddest thing. <laughs> not to be confused with pawn stars. Exactly. Yeah, but if they, they had they must, coined they, they got that as, as a TV show, that would have been a great name too. Yes, I like that one. <laughs> and anyway, so I guess to get back to your question, my wife and I, uh, we got married about three or four months ago now. And before we moved, we lived in Oregon right before we mm-hmm. got married. And when we moved up to Utah, like or I got lost. In my own head. Okay, before we moved to Utah, we decided to make a demo of a song. I had this song I wanted to do, and I was like, well, if we're going to try to find, if I was going to try to find a band in Utah, I needed something. So I was like, would you sing on it? And it turns out she has this amazing voice. And no one's heard her sing until, like, just recently. But, you know, we were all super ecstatic to hear it. And the song turned out really freaking good. It was recorded in an attic and Mm -hmm. a garage just like any uh, any proper band should be exactly yeah you gotta gotta know your roots so that's how we started and we found this uh bassist and he's the weirdest dude like i love him robbie's a cool guy but he's the weirdest guy ever he's like i've been playing drums for a decade now and i'm just kind of bored with it so i went (laughs) out i wanted to get into bass so I bought a $2,000 bass, and I'm just rolling. $2,000 bass, man. Yeah, like, I don't even have a $2,000 instrument. I've done soundtracks. I've done albums. I've That's done studio sick. work. I don't got All one. that 10 years of drums, man, and now he saved up for that bass that he doesn't even know how to yeah. play. <laughs> yeah, so it's so funny, though, because he's got, like, the musical background. He's a dedicated dude. And we, had, like, Jen and I had just heard 10,000 of the crappiest musicians of Provo, Utah. Really? Like, if they hear this podcast, I hope they know they're the worst of the worst. Like, some dude showed up. He's like, I've been playing bass six years, man. And he couldn't play in time. <laughs> he couldn't know anything. I'm like, uh, E flat. He's like, what? Oh, How about no. six, sixth fret on the A string? He's like, uh, uh, A string. I just, man, I just groove. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You can groove on he out. Moves with the the motion of the ocean, dude. Now that's my thing. So you guys, you guys uh, actually went out and like recruited members. We did. That we was had auditions. Our... Yeah. So we found we found our bassist and drummer through. I don't know if I mentioned I'm the guitarist, but I am. So, and we found our drummer the same way. She is just like super chill person and she's the only drummer i've ever played with that practices so it's like oh my goodness that's amazing it is i mean that's that's an act of god itself so 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 you guys have uh i listened to some of your stuff before we started the podcast and you guys do sound good i mean well thank you if you're to compare you guys to just about any other band that i've heard i think you guys you know you stand the test of time i feel like your your stuff sounds uh (laughs) 
You know, I was I was genuinely surprised because I have worked with some, or well, I shouldn't say worked with people, but I've definitely met my fair share of bands throughout school, college, and high school. And you guys sounded oh, significantly sure. better, especially when it came to the actual <laughs> quality of production. Um, that was that was a miracle too. I, we took I, that. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, we took that dumpy recording we did in like a basement in an attic, and we just we just got the band together, and we're like, okay, yeah, we just need like you know a few more months to get these songs together, and this guy just posts on KSL. He's like, I I used to record a bunch of bands. I'm looking to get back into it, so I'm gonna do someone for free if I like them. And I was Whoa. like, what the? Okay, so. We sent him in our demo. He's like, I like it. You're in. I like and, it. You're in. <laughs> yeah. Dude, and it was just, he's like, can KSL. you do two weeks from now? So we had to like hash out, fight, like our, figure out all our songs in two weeks. And it went great. Like the recording, it was like miracle. Like this guy's amazing. Mm-hmm. And so it was just so odd because to come from middle of November, we're in like, we just moved to Utah. We don't know freaking anyone in the, town here we are it's february we have an album out and we just played at muse so that's insane dude i know it's just been it's been going so i uh i remember in high school um Mm -hmm. (laughs) this brings me back and i wish i could remember the name of the band in fact i think i have the album (laughs) somewhere there was this group um there was this kid in high school and his name was mirza M-I-R-Z-A. He okay. was I think he was like Muslim or something. Anyhow, <laughs> he was this he was this kid that I kind of felt bad for because all these kids made fun of him. And he wasn't like <laughs> there wasn't really much he was kind of goofy. I wouldn't have made fun of him myself, but um he was I mean he was a pretty attractive guy. Not not that I swing that way, but Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean he did, there was like nothing inherently about him that seemed unlikable, I guess, to me. So I didn't uh-huh. really understand it. And then he told me that he had this band one day. And he's like, Connor, Connor, I hear you do stuff <laughs> with, like, film. He's like, I want you guys to do, like, a music video sometime. I'm like, okay, that sounds cool. And he's like, but also I want you to be my band manager. I'm like, band manager? Huh. Really, I wouldn't know anything about that. And he's That's like just being like, a godmother. Like, the, what right. a weird question. Exactly. And he's like, here, here's my album. I hadn't listened to the album even. And he's like, listen to it. And the only thing I remember about the album is, of course, for some reason where I come from, anytime somebody started a band, it was never an actual band. Well, I shouldn't say that. It was never your typical, like you said, like an indie rock band or anything like that. It was just, it was always some sort of uh, really heavy metal, uh, like screamo, but which is fine. (laughs) But when everybody in town is the same band, you start to lose your identity. And that seems to be... Like, for whatever reason, that seemed to be what everybody gravitated towards or jumped towards. I don't know if it was easier in that sense because (laughs) there wasn't as much direction with it. I don't know. But anyhow, the best part about it is the recording they did, they'd actually gone down to Harrisburg, found a recording studio, and recorded, like, 12 songs or something. So the recording quality wasn't terrible. But I just remember there were tons of of samples of wolf howls throughout the entire (laughs) album. Just excessive wolf howls. And I wish I could remember what their name was. And that was just kind of what turned me off. And so I just had to reject them in the end. But Oh, man. I don't know See, what I, ever happened to them. Okay. So I have to tell you, like the first five or six years that I was playing music, 
I would get people just come up to me and they would tell me that they hated my music. Like, just out of the blue. Like, friends. I would give music out for free and people would just openly not listen to it. Or they would they'd tell me, like, your songs are long. Like, <laughs> or someone long. told me, like, I fell asleep through your album. I, well, I mean, depending on your style, that could be considered a compliment. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what they but, were saying was there weren't enough wolf howls. Well, that's the thing is, though, I didn't have wolf howls, but I had one song where there were pigeon sounds. Really? I liked pigeons. I was really into pigeons at the time. You were the pigeon man. So I put pigeon sounds in. How would you – so, okay, let me ask you, uh, how would you implement those? What was, what was the strategy there? Yeah. <laughs> the song was called Free as a Bird. And so naturally, the the most free bird you can think of is the American pigeon. I mean, true, very true. Yeah, so I did that, and um, I put it over a guitar solo, like it was in the background. I thought that was cool, as like a fifteen year old. So you're telling me that <laughs> you wrote "Free Bird," and that's free, why people yeah. that's why people think your songs are too long. You wrote Freebird. That song was too long. No one listened to that one. I mean, <laughs> come on. Um, but but I think what I think is funny is your friends would, even though you would do all these favors for people, and <laughs> yeah. they would still come through and try to kind of like sabotage you. Yes. That's how you, that's how you know you're like on the path to rock and roll. No one loves you. That's so true, though. That I mean, in my experience. Uh, it's unfortunately true, I think. I had it uh, on that same line. I had an experience where I got to play with one of my favorite musicians of all time. No, and I'll leave. I'll leave him unnamed. But I had tried to do this for years, and I was just so excited. And of course, I had a cold at the time. Perfect. And it was the most intimidating experience of my like entire life. And they, I get through playing like forty five minutes with this guy, and he just. He just leans back in his chair and he's like, he tells me there are 12 year olds that could play better than me. What? <laughs> yeah. And this was like, this was like not even long ago. This was maybe a year and a half, two no, years no, no, no. ago. Wait, 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 wait. He told you 12 year olds could play yeah. better than you? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you've got to be and, kidding me, dude. And so it was just like this ultimate heart shattering moment yeah. where you like hate the entire universe and then after that you're stuck in San Francisco gridlock oh. traffic during the day. Oh yeah, dude. Talk about inferiority. It was like you're a th- you're like forsaken. Oh and by the rock gods. It was just Yeah, like the rock gods just like took a leak on me. <laughs> <laughs> and so then but then I just like I everything after that I was like, I give up. I'm doing this for me. Everyone else can hate it. Like, I don't care. And so I was like, I'm just going to keep playing. I'm going to keep practicing. going to keep doing it. Yeah. And then it was just the strangest thing because we played this show last Saturday. And so I'm used to the rejection thing. Right. By now. But, like, we're playing this show and it's, like, all these songs that, like, my wife and I have written. And the crowd was really into it, which was shocking. That's and awesome. And then there's this guy. I'm like, I'm on the far right side of the stage. Right. And there's this guy who's like closest to the stage, just like right in front of me. And I'm like just looking down and occasionally I look up and he's just got the biggest grin on his face. 
And it was like uncomfortable. Like I was like, what do I do with you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like just trying to avoid eye contact, but it was like, and he came up to me after and he's like, you guys are sick. <laughs> it's like, oh, really? Okay. That's awesome. I'll think about, yeah. <laughs> and so that guy, that guy, that guy and that's the thing, me. you know, even if it's one fan, that's what's great. The thing about, in my experience of gaining fans, is it's no easy task at first. I think oh, it's so gaining true. that following is so is so hard. And the thing is, I don't have any experience with music, but trying to gain a following on, say, social media or YouTube or even a with podcast. this podcast. Exactly, this podcast. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's nice to get that one person, even though you know you care more about what you, your work and what you put into it more than anybody else when yes. you have just one person who comes out and says i appreciate what you do that was pretty good it's just like it just tugs makes on your heartstrings in a good way it makes it all worth it you're yeah. like i'm glad i did that for just that one person to make their day or to make them have a good time especially when oh, somebody like like you who's had so much uh you know rejection in the past and people telling you otherwise to have that experience, I feel like it would be so much more fulfilling. It was, I just didn't know how to process it. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was like, cool. Well, I got to say, um, like I said, I was I was pretty impressed with, with what I had heard. And um, I've always been really interested in, I've always been interested in music. I feel like I, I'm very inept with understanding the intricacies of it. And I feel like everything is so um, subjective. I mean, really, any yes. medium is, but especially when it comes to music, um, there's so many different oh, yeah. tastes and styles out there. It can be hard to establish yourself or identify yourself from um, different groups if you're not radical with with how you go about right. it. Right. Um, so what? Hey, wait, just real quick. Go for it. I gotta charge my phone. I gotta plug in. That's like oh, oh you're crap. fine. You're fine. I'm. I'll hold down the hold down the line. Okay. Um. So when I grew up, there was my sister had a. She started in this play, right? And it was called "You Ain't Nothing But a Werewolf" in sixth grade, starring. Um. Oh shoot. Sean Halleck was his name. His dad was a teacher at the high school and he was kind of the he was the heartthrob of of the school. He had like this long kind of greasy blonde hair. Um this was back in like I don't know 2004, 2005 when long hair was really like back in style. Like the whole he had like this big 70s do. Anyhow, so he had a terrible voice by all means. Um <laughs> But just because of his look, I guess he he fit into this mold. And so then in seventh grade, he also starred in in the school play. And so he decided that he was going to start his own band. And they started this band called the Snoons, and which I actually <laughs> like that name. And it was kind of funny. How do you spell that? S N O O N S. They might still have a website. They did it all in like HTML or something years ago. Oh, thank goodness. And um, I got to look them up. Afterwards, he ended up leaving the Snoons. They broke up because they were a high school band. And he ended up joining a band that was a local band called the Shackletons, um, who actually ended up striking a record deal 
and they became extremely popular over in Europe, apparently. So <laughs> I, I think he actually lives in Europe now. So he didn't have wow. any success in the States, but he moved to Europe. And so now he has all the success over there. And it was just kind of weird to think like this local musician who I didn't really know much about other than he starred in our middle school plays was actually able to, you know, really get off the ground, get a record deal in L.A. and then move out to Europe where he does all his tours and stuff. So yeah, it's not that's, impossible. That's great. That's always impressive when you can see people do that. Do you? I used to be like insecure about it and be like, "Oh man, that's one less they're gonna sign." But now I'm like, "Who cares? Good for them. Good for you." What's uh? So. What's your experience with? Do you know anybody in the music industry, or do you have any friends who've kind of struck gold? I know, I know a few people. Um, none of which who I'm sure would do anything. I used to, I used to play sessions for a guy who had some band in the eighties and I, or in the seventies, maybe they had, they had a few hits, but it was like down in new Orleans. Oh really? Yeah. And I used to play in this guy's studio and I remember like, it would just be like his studio was half built and it was another, I'm going to bring this up just cause like. Before they put the insulation in the walls, it was just a shack. Uh-huh. It was this big farm. <laughs> and when when you recorded, you could hear the birds outside through the Dude, microphone. Pigeons, free birds. So there were all these birds on the recording. It's just That's awesome. One with yeah. nature. It's part of the soundtrack. Yeah. It's part of the feel. Yes, absolutely. So, so if you had to we we've probably got some people out there who have some big dreams. What would be your advice to, to some kid who's... Well, actually, I have a better idea. We're going to jump right into a segment. Um, we <laughs> okay. have... A, so we do this segment. Uh, if you listen weekly, you might be familiar with it. If you haven't, um, I'll, I'll let you know what it is. Uh, we answer Yahoo... Well, we go on to Yahoo Answers and we answer questions. These are people who are, who are looking for, for answers to their deepest held um questions and so of course <laughs> they go to the internet to express themselves hoping that somebody Yahoo, might actually be really. nice to them um, a lot of times they get torn apart but we're here to mend their hearts and to give them the, <laughs> the best advice we can since we have joe vickery with us today we feel like he would be uh, the most qualified out of out of us to to answer these questions all of these have to do with music they have to do with um questions that they have about what they should do with their future and the first one I'm going to read is not assigned to anybody's name. It must be anonymous. It says, starting a band at 13. He says, hi, I'm 13 years old, and I've always wanted to start a band for years. The problem is I'm not sure where to start. I'm afraid if I put up flyers or talk around school, I'll get made fun of. Any advice? Also, do you think it's okay to want to start a rock band, even if you're not the singer? I'm not great at guitar. <laughs> also... Oh, sorry. If you just want to be the singer, I'm not great at guitar. Also, do you think people will really like the band? The lead singer needs to be hot. What the? <laughs> so what an open-ended right. series of questions. So I guess his question really comes down to is, he says, "Do you?" He says, "Can I get any advice?" And then he says, "Also, do you think it's okay to want to start a rock band even if you're not the singer?" And also, yeah. does the lead singer need to be hot? Well, I mean, 
I'm kind of biased because our lead singer is pretty hot. But <laughs> also, the guitarist is pretty dreamy too. But, <laughs> but he said in there, he's like, "Will I get made fun of?" And the answer is always yes. If you're doing anything, you will get made fun of. And that's almost exciting because I hear any publicity is good publicity. You know, that's what so, they say. I'm positive though. We wanted to mend his mend his dreams, right? Yes, we do. Okay, okay then. We tell him that he will he will gain this generation. I mean, people just like him are looking for something like that. There's probably at least six other kids in that school who are thinking the same thing. So why didn't the world just come together sometimes? You know what I mean? We need to get yeah. behind these ragtag individuals, bring them up, and make them a great band. It doesn't matter if they actually are. If you have the right. power and if you have the manpower and the fangirl power, <laughs> you can push them forward. Um, you totally can. I think if you are not hot, which seems to be the case since it's a question. <laughs> oh, I, got, can, I have an answer for, for that it, half. Go for it. It would be to to check out your hairstyle because that's pretty rocking. Yeah, I mean that could probably that could probably suit anybody who's looking to sing. I was I was gonna say you could always do something crazy like Gene Simmons. Always wear makeup <laughs> and or just like do something crazy with your tongue. Like he like has like the snake <laughs> bite right or the snake tongue. What you could do is you could just take like a hole punch and just like make polka dots in your tongue. Oh, perfect. I feel like that's a pretty good idea. I It's funny you mentioned doing crazy stuff because, like, in concert, like, I'll wear, like, basketball shorts and knee-high socks. Yeah. And then, like, beanie and a necklace with a car air freshener on it. Dude, that just makes me think of the movie cover of Juno. <laughs> movie co- Oh, gosh, you're right. So you're just like Michael Sarah wow. there. I forgot about that. I'm basically Juno. Yeah, yeah. That's okay, though. That's cool, because that's your style, right? Life just gets better and better for me. <laughs> it does. Yeah. And yeah, you find you find something that you like to do. And for me, I just think it's fun to dress goofy. So You gotta yeah. do it. You gotta stand out somehow. <laughs> um, okay, here's the next one. Now, this one... My heart goes out to this woman. I have to be honest. (laughs) I feel her pain. Um, She says, the question is, my son listens to devil music? I looked through his phone and, among other things, looked through his music library, and good lord, it's just noise. (laughs) (laughs) Not even music. It scares me. I pray that God will forgive me, but I had to search these horrid things on the web to find the music. The top three listed are these. I'm not going to go through all three. The very first one is actually a pretty decent song. It's called, it's by Melophobia is the band. And the song is called Psycho. (laughs) And I love it. The, the logo for their band is a, is a panda bear smoking a pipe with a suit on. Um, So I don't know how much closer to the devil you can get. (laughs) <laughs> I would say, oh, he also says, 
Okay, now here's the real question. This is the catch. She asks, how can I save him from the clenches of the devil? He's only 14. He's <laughs> only... <laughs> and my, the best part is, I think she means to say clutches. She says clenches. <laughs> the clenches of the devil. <laughs> That's brilliant. I mean, you can't write that. <laughs> and here's the thing. The people who tried to answer her, um, they were unsuccessful i think they were too intimidated when they opened up those youtube tabs they almost ran away in fear because the only answer we have is from isaiah i'm thinking this is isaiah from the bible he says (laughs) this music scares me (laughs) it was rated best answer (laughs) we gotta we gotta give this lady a solid answer on how to save her son from the devil Oh, man. Okay. Let's see. I feel... Uh, if there's anything I've learned over the past few years, it's how to combat the devil. Um, I would say that if what you're really afraid of is the devil, you've got to go through his phone and you've got to replace everything with something <laughs> that invites Jesus. Um, you know what? I actually... Go for it. I had a completely different answer, which I think is hilarious. Okay, I'm ready. She needs to get into it. Yeah. She needs to like the devil's music. She does. Because here's the thing. Here's the thing. Like you said, the devil's dragging him down. What do you do when somebody drags you down? Sometimes you're like, it's kind of like, it's like, if you can't beat him, join him. If they're having, you know... A hell of a time in the basement, pun intended. <laughs> You've got to bring down heaven with you. Bring God with you. Bring Jesus over. Bring it down a little bit, you know. And maybe if you invite Jesus to the party a little bit and you kind of throw in a little, you know, a little uh, scripture here and there and he hears that and you're dancing around with him, maybe he's going to be like, wow, mom, Jesus actually is cool. And maybe he'll start to gravitate more towards you and be open to your suggestions for music next time. Well, I was going to say, because like anything parents do immediately becomes uncool. That's so true. How could I be so naive? But like, so she just needs to rock with the devil. And then mm-hmm. suddenly the boy's going to be like, oh, Lord, I need to get out of here. That is so true. <laughs> that is so true. Weed him out. Weed him out. Yeah. Because... You already have fulfilled your duty as a mother, right? You are yeah. we're concerned about his future. We're not concerned about her future. She's already done a lot of no. good stuff. You may as well just go down in flames because we need to save your son. Absolutely. That's such a great idea. I love it. When I when I was on my mission, my dad's not a member of the church, but I'd send him like a picture of like this like ten year old girl that got baptized in our area. And he's like, good job. One kiddo's worth five fogies. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. That's, that's the kind yeah. of mindset you need. Exactly. So here we go. This one is really important. This one, okay. um, I, I don't have a date posted. But Timeless. You, I feel like Elder or, or Joe, you're gonna you're gonna know how to answer this better than me. <laughs> the question is: Is One Direction breaking up? <laughs> I used to be a massive fan of One Direction, but I'm not anymore. They're on break now, and one of the members, Lewis, 
I think it's supposed to be Louie, just became a dad. <laughs> Do you guys think they're breaking up? Just want to see what everyone thinks. Okay. I want to I want to answer this um okay. with a solemn remark. I believe they are broken up at this point. <laughs> I was desperately trying no. to find a band. No. Um to to I wanted to find a question about breakups and for whatever reason the first one I clicked on was was One Direction. Um why do breakups happen, though? I think that's the root of the question. What is it that makes a band break up? It's egos, man. Because you get, like, you bring in a song, and you're like, it's a straight rock song. And then the drummer's like, I'm going to play it Latin. <laughs> and then you're like, no. And then you argue. And then you're like, I, I don't have to do this. I'm the greatest thing that's ever happened to life. And then, yeah, it we've I think breakups in my experiences you forget you're supposed to you're supposed there's some sacrifice involved, mm-hmm. and you know in the case of that earlier story sometimes it's sacrifice to the devil. I mean. Yeah, sometimes it is. <laughs> sometimes Ozzy Osbourne bites one too many bats' heads off. You know what I mean? <laughs> Gets a little too crazy. Yeah, I still don't know how that happened. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I wanted to I wanted to go into um, a story. Actually, I just thought of. I was thinking of bands. We've been talking about uh-huh. bands this whole time, obviously. But what I was thinking <laughs> of was um, when it comes to getting a band started, it's no easy mm-hmm. task, obviously. Usually you have to come from some sort of musical background if you even want to entertain the idea of joining a band. Um, and I yeah. I remember you mentioned this. I was I was at Wendy's the other day with my good buddy Wes. And <laughs> I was getting a four for four, which, by the way, includes chicken nuggets, <laughs> a ch- cheeseburger with a, ba- a son of Baconator. I think that's what it is fries and a frosty and or a drink your choice and wow and all this for four dollars all this for four dollars i know where i'm going mm-hmm. not a sponsor but we hope in the future <laughs> anyhow so i'm sitting there waiting for my food to come out and i'm waiting and waiting and my friend makes a really insensitive joke about one of the people working behind the counter and I think it's hilarious. And so I start laughing. And all of a sudden, the guy comes out. And I recognize oh. him. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm like, you know what's funny about this guy, Wes? I'm like, he used to be in a band. I'm like, he's like, really? I was like, yeah, my friend Luke uh, used to have a band. And he was their drummer. But he got kicked out of the band because he sucked. And I'm like, he's like, why? I'm like. Because everything he learned was from Rock Band. <laughs> and he didn't, like, reveal it to them. Because they, I guess eventually they were just kind of like, man, dude, what do you suck so bad? He's like, I learned everything I know from Rock Band. <laughs> and he broke the news to him. And I feel like hmm. Rock Band is this weird thing where it kind of makes people think they can be musical. Like, it became cooler to be, like, it became cooler to be an actual, like, decent guitar player. Or, sorry, it became less cool to be a decent guitar player than it became to be like a legendary guitar hero player 
Yeah, don't even look at the screen. You got a million views, man. Mm -hmm. I remember that was like such a huge YouTube like phenomenon for a while. There was this one guy on YouTube who would play through the fire and flames on expert. Like you said, he wouldn't look at the he wouldn't look at the screen. And so he would like <laughs> have the guitar behind his back and he'd be like screaming and yelling the whole time and he had his shirt off and the best part is <laughs> afterwards when he finished the song on perfect he would throw the thing on the ground and he ran up to the camera and he's just like I am a guitar hero. <laughs> <laughs> and he had this huge ego to the point where, like, he was, like, calling out fans. He became this, like, raging alcoholic. It was insane. And I just watched his life just, like, get destroyed because he got so into Guitar Hero. Wow. And I don't know what happened to you, guy. I can't find him anywhere. Of course, I don't remember his name anymore. That was years ago. <laughs> you should track him down and be like, I'm your – everything you did, it saved me, man. He needs to come back, dude. You were my yeah. guitar hero. You and One Direction both. <laughs> actually, what's funny, I, I actually started a cult with my friends um, where we worship a band member of Nickelodeon's Big Time Rush. I don't know if you're familiar. I am not familiar with any of their music. However, they were a tween sensation that they tried to start up but just kind of failed miserably. <laughs> And so I opened a pack of Airheads one day, and there was a little, a little card with a picture of Kendall. That was his name from Big Time Rush. I don't know what his role in the band was. So we made a shrine at my friend's house in Maine, and every day we would say – if one of us say, said praise Kendall, we all had to praise Kendall. And so we would run over to the shrine, and we would throw all our pocket change on the shrine and bow down to the Kendall card. <laughs> Every now and then we still it's text so... each other. Praise Kendall. Praise Kendall. Praise Kendall. <laughs> <laughs> that was the most like out of left field. That was beautiful. So that's my cult. If you want to join, um, it's yeah, a ten cent it. charge yeah. to to the Kendall Shrine. Oh my goodness, that's that's wonderful. Sorry, I just I just like jumped through three stories. I don't even know where we. That was that was that. gorgeous. But yeah, like rock band's kind of a weird thing, right? <laughs> the game. It is. Has it died? Is it is it done? I mean, I feel like on a on a level of actual like pop culture presence, it's dead. But I feel like there's mm-hmm. still some pretty devout fans of it. I don't think it'll ever rise to the same um, level of popularity as it did, unless they completely reinvent it somehow. Yeah, I don't know. You know, there's. It's funny because when Slash was in the Guitar Hero game, mm-hmm. he did an interview and he said he was getting addicted to it. Like he wasn't getting other stuff done no. that he needed to. I, like the guy who's so good, he's in the game, right? And then, yeah, and he's like, "It's nothing like guitar, mm-hmm. but it's just so fun." And she's like, "Oh, huh." I feel like if I were in a video game, I'd probably be addicted <laughs> to that video game too. If it's just me. <laughs> Can you imagine how bizarre that would be to just see yourself, like, animated in a video game? Like, all you would have to do is sign off, like, on consent to use your image. And then all of a sudden, yeah. you know, a few months down the line, you go to Walmart, you pick up the game, you're in it, and you're playing as yourself. If I were yeah. him, I'd be addicted, too. <laughs> is this the uh. Oh, I think I may have found the card. Here, I'll send you a picture via Skype of Kendall. 
if you want to worship him with me. Um, oh, I'm so-, so throughout the years, you've obviously had a lot of experience with um, with uh, playing in other bands and and uh, doing your own thing. So what uh-huh. what has been? What do you think brings you the most fulfillment? Is it putting the song together? Is it cooperating with others? Is it listening to the track when you're done? What do you think brings you the biggest sense of fulfillment? Um, when you're recording and you come up with something new or you're just working with people mm-hmm. and just something magic happens. You know, like when the first time I sang with Jen, it was just like the cosmos aligned. Like thousand-year-old monks came out of fasting i don't know like it was just (laughs) it was just something like great and like you know sometimes you're on stage and you have that feeling sometimes like you decide to lay down an extra track of guitar Mm -hmm. and you just have something cool and there's this moment of childlike wonder right and it's just so much fun and earlier i think you were asking about advice for like anyone who might want to do rock right yeah or and my advice would be to absolutely quit. Like, just give up. <laughs> never destroy everything. Because if you can listen, if anyone else's advice, like, sw- persuades you at all, it's just not going to work. Because, like, whether you're great or not, people see rejection every day. You know, there's times when things don't go well, things don't go as planned, your basis bails, something like that, you know? Mm-hmm. So just do it for you. And I, I think that's what's what's true is I don't if you're not invested in it, if you don't have any reason to be doing it or if you don't get any sense of fulfillment out of it, then like you said, just quit. Because like this whole podcast, I don't know anybody who listens to this podcast personally, right? Um I every now I mean we'll get a few views on a or a few listens on a on an episode. But that's not why I do it. I do it for myself when it comes down to it. I like to do things like this. I like to have a creative outlet. I like to have conversations with people. I like to have my own record of things that I can go back to and listen to and be like, wow, that was really cool when I did that. I totally forgot about that. It creates like (laughs) this – it kind of creates this history um, that you can kind of keep forever. And it's going to be something that lives beyond you. You know what I mean? Yes, when you're dead, yeah. that recording you have sitting on SoundCloud is going to be there. People are going to be able to find that. That's crazy to Definitely. me. And to think that, you know, if you don't do it, you know, you never know what the outcome is going to be. So you may as well try, right? You may never get Absolutely. anywhere. But what if you never tried in the first place? You, there's still that possibility. There's always that possibility on the horizon, no matter where you are. Unless you're in prison, maybe, yeah. but you could probably still <laughs> yeah. somehow manage to get some sort of like crazy like Facebook live feed going if you sneak a few cameras in there, and you can probably broadcast to at least two of your friends, and that's enough, right? Keeps you happy. Yeah, I do have to say though, like when you put out the animation of you and Dallas, uh, it was the Halloween story, right? Of Dallas with Dallas with the BB gun, yes. I had just like come home from work and I just like plopped on the couch. I was tired and I was just like, oh, it's the, hey, yeah, I wanted to check this out. And I just sat and I just like died in laughter. Like I was just howling. Like it's it was brilliant. Like the BB gun. Right. I feel, <laughs> like, the tree. I like, feel like my sense of humor, I love to express it in different ways. And this podcast has really been like a 
really cool outlet for me in Dallas because I always thought – think about Dallas is when I <laughs> met him, I thought it was so funny – because the stories – it wasn't even necessarily the content of the stories as much as it was the storytelling <laughs> element. And so listening to him explain things to me is hilarious because he just – you can tell it's just his personality, the way that he you know expresses himself. And it's so natural when he says it, but it's so funny to me. <laughs> and so when we did these stories, we thought these would be great. Nobody's going to listen to it. But what if we had some sort of visual medium to go along with it? And so we thought, oh, we'll do these simple little animations and so we've done – I think we've only done three at this point. It takes some time just to do the little animations. But it's yeah. it's something that kind of like combines my interests where like I can combine a little bit of filmmaking with, with the podcast and I can create this little animated story. And I think it's great because I think we can highlight great parts or great stories and make them something that people would actually sit down and watch like you. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, it's happy to make it, it makes me happy to hear that people get the same sort of s- sense of enjoyment out of it that we do when we actually sit there and, and tell the stories or record it. Yeah. And it's well, thank you so much for having me on today. It was an absolute pleasure. Yeah, no problem. We we definitely enjoyed it. For for those of you guys who want to check out Joe, why don't you do you have any uh uh shout outs yeah. or links or anything you want to share? Yeah, the the band is called Magic Child and the Glass Regime. We have an album up on uh, bandcamp.com. If you go to our Facebook page, you can find it. It's totally free. Like pay something if you want, but really we just want everyone to have the album, to have the music, share it with your friends, leave nasty comments. We love it all. So, we accept it all. And you better watch constant companion yeah you guys better listen to the podcast (laughs) assuming you aren't already um (laughs) so uh just for information for next week i i'm so happy that we actually had a guest today it was an honor to (laughs) sit here with you to have a conversation to just kind of shoot the breeze and talk about music next week though this was a blast we actually do have another musical guest coming on um (gasps) we have uh the the group Modern Media, which is actually, I believe, a one-man band. Um, wow. And they have an album called um, Poop... I think it's called Poop, Pee, and Other Bathroom Sounds or something like that. And <laughs> they have a band... They have a side band called the Toilet Bowl Cleaners, and they just sing about poop and pee. And this guy's made, really? like, over 1,000 songs in his lifetime of just stupid things. And he's great. He's a nice guy. He has a ton of followers on on social media and everything. He's from, I believe, he's from Massachusetts. Um, but he's going to wow. be on next week. Dallas. It was his dream to hear from. The, and here you go. This is for all those want to be um, future musicians, or I shouldn't say want to be, but all those who want to <laughs> have a, a real future, or a successful future. It doesn't matter what you do. This guy does songs that are really simple. And one day Dallas was on SoundCloud and he was looking for something to listen to. And so he just looked up poop, I think, and he came up with their song (laughs) and he loved it so much, so much just from finding this one guy's song on SoundCloud that he wanted me to book him on the podcast right afterwards. And lo and behold, we did. Not that we have this broad reach, but think of other people who could stumble upon your stuff and be like, we need to get in contact with these people right now. So it's always a possibility. Life is magical like that. It really is. It really is. So look forward to that next week. Modern Media is coming on. 
Thanks, everybody. You can subscribe to us, of course, on iTunes if you want to. We are also um, on YouTube if you want to check us out. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter. I think you know the drill at this point. So thanks again <laughs> for coming on, Joe. We really appreciate oh, you, thank you taking the time to, to uh, talk with us. Uh, we appreciate everything you do. Oh, we appreciate you guys. All right, that's going to do it for us this week, and we will talk to you next week. Thanks again, and have a great day, everybody. Woo!